Hello everyone, hope you're staying safe and taking time out for self-care. Welcome to Comeback Minimalist Podcast Season 2. My name is Upasna and in this episode we are going to talk about waste. Let me do a confession here. You know, I've never thought about the waste the way I'm looking at it from the last few years. A minimalist in me pushed me to rethink about the waste we generate and the way we handle our waste. To discuss about the same, today we are joined by Sarita, an urban planner and a waste management enthusiast. So let's welcome her. Hello, hey Sarita, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot. It's early morning and today we'll talk about waste audit. So mm-hmm. what is this waste audit thing and how to do that? Um, waste audit is a process by which um, just like any other subject area audit, you actually sort out your waste and you measure it or you count it uh, in order for you to understand what is the a quantity of waste that you're producing b what is the type of waste that you're producing and c also uh, enables you to find alternatives to reduce um, harmful waste types like uh, plastics which cannot be recycled or hazardous waste or sanitary waste so in simple terms that's what a waste audit is and how anyone can do that for the venture for the company or household at the personal level? Um, anybody can do a waste audit because if you generate waste, that means uh, there is something to measure, there is something to quantify. And uh, so you can conduct a waste audit. Uh, companies obviously will have a very different waste profile profile from um, households. There'll be lesser amount of wet waste in a company's uh, waste profile, whereas households will have a mix of wet and dry and sanitary and hazardous waste as well. So ideally, households have to just compost their waste because that gets the waste reduced from the system, A. And B, it also converts it into nutrient-rich manure, which you can use for your plants or you can gift it out or you can just spread it anywhere that you feel like and it um, it will only benefit the planet. Dry waste has to be cleaned out, All, especially everything that is related to food uh, substances. So if you have milk packets or if you have uh, any wet gravy packets all of this takeaway containers, I'm, I'm sure there's like plenty of takeaway containers that are going around in this time. We have to make sure that all of that is cleaned up because uh, auditing is a process where you need to collect your waste for some considerable amount of time. Uh, or if you want to do it on a daily basis, then you have to be very regimented and you have to uh, make a diary and keep note of every item of trash on a daily basis. Otherwise, the better way is you um, dedicate some space in your home to collect your waste and um, ensure that, like I said, ensure that everything is clean, especially food-related waste. Non-food-related waste uh, does not have to be so so thoroughly cleaned out. And once you've done this, once you've cleaned and dried your waste, then um, what you can also do is additionally segregate your waste dry waste at home into basic categories uh, glass is one metals are one 
paper and cardboard come under one category and plastics come under one category if there are things that you have no idea where they fall then you can create a fifth category which is uh, called i don't know category maybe because uh, it's not necessary that we all need to know every single mm-hmm. item uh, how it is produced and where does it fall into the waste management space once you've done this ideally i would say collect your waste for at least a minimum of 3 weeks but better if you can collect it over an extended period of time like about 2 months and the reason i say this is because not everything that we produce uh, as waste is uh, is part of a consumption on a daily basis so there are things which we consume daily but there are also things which we consume on a weekly basis or on a monthly basis also so two months or at three months is a great time period to gauge this and then accordingly we will understand the kind of consumption patterns that um, happen in our homes at the end of the three month period what you need to do is you need to take every category out so let's say metals come out or glass comes out from its uh, storage containers and uh, you need to make a list where you identify what is the waste that you're talking about so in the glass category one item could be let's say jam bottles and you quantify the number of jam bottles that you've used in this time frame so in two months i've used two jam bottles uh, or if you want to quantify it by weight that is also possible so you can say uh, 600 grams of jam bottles for example there is a reason why you do the waste audit in two different ways so mm-hmm. if you quantifying it by quantity your end uh, goal is to reduce the waste so if you're somebody who's looking at waste reduction then you quantify it by quantity if you're somebody who's looking at giving out your waste to a ethical recycler so that you can make some money out of your waste then it makes sense to quantify it by weight because that's the um that's the measure that a recycler would also use so you do this for everything every single item um that you have when you're giving it out to a waste recycler then you don't have to do a very itemized uh documentation you can just say all glass together okay it's it's coming up to about 6 kilos in 2 months and mm-hmm. that is sufficient but when you want to reduce your waste you really need to know what products you need to cut down on and so you might have to uh measure them properly while metals paper and glass is not such a challenge it's usually plastics where we find a bigger challenge and that really needs to get into the itemized category because you might start seeing very interesting trends or habits in the way you um you know function as a household so there's a possibility that things which you did not really think about can also be documented in this way like a lot of households use maggi for example and okay. uh, when you start documenting it you might realize you're one of those households which consumes maggi twice a week which generates about um so if it's twice a week it's 16 packets of the outer cover and 16 packets of those taste makers you know in just two months mm-hmm. so those kind of uh, so you it also shows you how unhealthy your eating habits are in at the end of it like what you deduce out of a waste audit can be multiple things based on what your goals are so reducing waste is one goal but then it also teaches you uh, your consumption pat- uh, patterns like i mentioned so how sustainable are you in life actually 
how healthy is your diet um, and all of that yeah you are right that measuring it by quantity is more important for the households because many times we are not intentional about the things we are bringing home and yes automatically it is ending up as waste because when i did it uh, for my house i noticed that we were bringing the coffee pouches i mean a lot of them so rather than i mean when i collected them it were uh, like 50 of them so what i got to know that rather than bringing those small pouches i should bring a glass bottle so yes it helped me in uh, identifying where should i cut my waste so sarita uh, now can you please tell us more about your journey and what you do and how you uh, came into this waste management sure so uh, i did my undergraduate in architecture and uh, subsequently followed that with a masters degree in urban design and that's what i work as i work as an urban designer and under the space of urban design there are uh, many different areas so it's anything that any systems and uh, systems any kind of design that's required in a urban space that is something i can contribute to and participate in so waste management happens to be just one of those systems that operate in an urban sphere and i was lucky enough to be part of the uh, government body in goa which is the goa waste management corporation uh, designing and planning waste management systems for specific villages and that's how i got into uh, the subject of waste management at a professional level Uh, did you face any challenges i mean while talking about waste among people among public yeah there's always challenges people don't understand the waste that they produce that is the biggest challenge and i wouldn't even term it as a challenge it's it's a reality even um, there are there are times when i don't understand certain types of waste because mm-hmm. like every other field waste uh, basically product design is an evolving field and uh, some some materials we don't really know what goes into the making of them because manufacturers are never going to uh, specify what packaging materials are made of and all that so it's left up to the consumer to decode all this information by themselves so it is always going to be a challenge it's not like any other field there's always going to be discoveries and rediscoveries and evolution and innovation and you just have to keep um you know going along with the tide so i wouldn't call it challenge per se it's more of learnings that you as you practice in the field you know you you learn a little something every day so uh, many times i've seen i've uh, experienced that also that we don't really know what to do with the waste we collect or what to do with the waste we segregate it so many times there isn't any recycler who accepts plastic waste or who accepts the those pieces of you know thermocols or other things so how to tackle I and mean, where to send that waste so that it reaches the proper cycle the first thing we need to understand is that your intentions might be really good that you know i want to recycle everything that's re- possible but that is also uh, there's a there's a limitation in that right not everything can be recycled is the first thing that we have to put into our heads and secondly even if something is recyclable it is not necessary that it will reach a recycling center 
and why i say this is because uh waste management has to be seen not as a uh humanitarian thing that you know the government or waste collectors or waste pickers or recyclers are doing they're not doing it for the betterment of the mankind it is a business like any other business and because of this if they are not going to make money out of a certain type of waste they are not going to pick it so you need to understand that if you are somebody who is going to generate a lot more waste uh, who is not able to control their waste uh, production then at least try and generate waste which has a monetary value because of which it will get picked and because of which it will get recycled if you are going to continue to generate waste like um, plastics which have absolutely no value in the recycling system then you unfortunately have to also reconcile with the fact that no one's going to pick it up it's not going to end up in any kind of a, a good way of managing it and it's going to end up either being burned or landfilled or worst case going to be dumped somewhere or the other so the first and foremost step that anybody has to do is you do your waste audit so you can identify if there are alternative and better packaging systems for the same product that you are trying to use and as an example uh, something as basic as cooking oil while we are all going and buying those refined um, cooking oil in 1 liter pouches why not a better solution would be why not uh, either get the 5 liter thicker yeah. plastic cans or even better the 20 liter metal cans because while the 5 liter thick hdpe or number 2 plastic cans do get recycled plastic can only be recycled or it's not even recycling the process is down cycling the grade of plastic becomes much much more lower it mm-hmm. can only happen maybe once or twice and it can never be Uh, made into the same product again so oil can becomes something else and then it uh, the second process maybe it becomes something else and then ultimately it will have to get uh, burnt or incinerated because that's the life span something like metal is recyclable infinitely so then why not buy the same product in a different packaging and if you're not somebody who uses let's say 20 liters of oil get into a system where your neighbors or your family members you can ask them how much oil do they want and you know do a distribution system internally from uh, within the people you know so it's very much possible to do these kind of things uh, in a small circle and encourage others also to not generate waste in the process so once you've done that the second step is you have to identify who are recyclers in your system and a lot of people find this a big headache to do because uh, when you already have like municipal services or government led waste management systems they are like why do we have to give it to you know somebody private and we don't even uh, we'll have to do all this effort of segregating it and cleaning it and all that well that's a personal call i would say it's up mm-hmm. to you whether you want to engage in that or you don't want to engage in that you just want to dump everything to a municipal collector that's up to you uh, but if you're trying to be ethical you're trying to be sustainable you're trying to be responsible then take that eff- extra effort identify recyclers who will sometimes even come and pick it up from your doorstep after you've collected a considerable amount of waste you can't just give them one can at a time because obviously they also have transportation costs labor costs all this so when you've collected a sufficient quantity of a specific type of waste you contact them 
uh, if if it's possible they will come and pick it up if it's not possible you might have to drop it but what happens at the end of all of this is that these recyclers we know for a fact will um ensure that the waste reaches its best possible solution at the end so if it's something that can be recycled they will definitely send it for recycling or if it cannot be recycled and it has to be dumped then at least it's not going to be dumped into a water body or you know on the side of the road we know that they will uh, send it to a factory where it gets made into polyfuel or something much more responsible mm-hmm. so that is the that is the only way that presently we can contribute to the waste management process and we should uh, participate a, a lot more responsibly than we have been doing and uh, the last thing is like i like i said in the starting know that just because you know you have thermocol coming into your house and you have uh, very thin plastics coming into your house that's or tube lights in your house that's not there is no system to manage such a waste these products are really detrimental to the planet and uh, your only contribution to this is producing more of it and destroying the planet and there is no one who can really take care of these kinds of waste uh, in a fashion that it is economically viable also economically beneficial for them so uh, do you think uh, like other audits it should be mandatory for the companies to go through waste audit and should it become mandatory i don't know how to answer this question mm-hmm. whether it should be mandatory i think it should be mandatory for households to do it more than companies because mm-hmm. households are the more uh, you know waste generators than companies per se anything that's mandated is always also looked up looked down upon by people because you know you're being forced to do something and i think it's unfair to force anybody to do anything that they don't want to do thank you so much sarita for this detailed uh, you know information on this important topic because this is causing a lot of problems and we are we are seeing those problems climate crisis is happening it's no more a future thing thank you so much thank you thank you for having me your support is the only motivation that keeps me going So subscribe to the channel and do rate us on iTunes and Podchaser. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. If you liked today's episode, then don't forget to check out other episodes on Comeback Minimalist Podcast. And yes, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. If you have any suggestions or feedback, you can reach out to me through my social media handles, Comeback Minimalist or Instagram and Facebook. Or you can mail me over comebackminimalist at gmail dot com. Bye bye.